0: Happy Friday! I hope you are having the most amazing Friday that you could possibly have because you have made it through one more week. And for nothing, that is a blessing. If this is your first time tuning in to Conversations with Toy, please don't let it be your last. There is not a coincidence that you have stumbled upon this podcast It is not a mistake there was a reason for you to listen today there's something that you need and I'm glad that you're here so before we even get started let me just go ahead and give it a good apology before we start my voice is shot I have no idea how I attempted to even get a cold I swear I felt like I've been battling a cold for weeks now before you ask Yes, I have tested, and no, I am not positive for COVID. Therefore, it is just a simple cold that has to run its course, and it's been off and on. A couple of weeks ago, I had a huge, horrible ear infection. It was probably the worst thing I've ever experienced in a long time. And now this week, it's a cold. So if I sound raspy, my voice feels like it's going to crack. Any of those things, we're just going to send that good apology and send some healing vibes that this will be over and done with soon with that being said there's so much going on the weeks are always always super fast and they feel like they're always a little bit hurried and i think that's just how all of it is we're already in november this is the first episode for the month of november can you believe that And that means that we are fully into the holiday season. Now, Mariah Carey has already given her its time and it is what it is. Now, can we have a conversation about that? Now, this week has been very challenging in the least bit. There's been a lot of things happening and moving, but I was in the Starbucks the other day. Now, if you are a Starbucks person, meaning you are a regular or just, you know, you're not necessarily your thing, but when you're around a Starbucks, you go in, you get a drink, you keep it moving. Right. So I'm in a Starbucks with my daughter. Um, and there is a woman who is rushes in. She obviously ordered her drink through a mobile app. She comes in and she is not even frustrated. She's stark mad. Okay. Starbucks just decorated their store. They made the church announcement on all their socials. I feel like at this point, We all know how this timing works, right? We know that Starbucks and Dunkin' Donuts, all of these coffee shops and stores, to be honest with you, are going to start decorating for Christmas. And so with that being said, she comes in and she's all kinds upset. Now there's a bunch of people inside of the Starbucks, mothers with kids, executives, people who are, you know, using the internet you know, it's a lot of things going on. So she's very much upset, hollering, belligerent, saying things that are, in my opinion, are inappropriate. Why? Because the Christmas decorations are up. She's hollering about, you know, I can't believe these decorations are up. This is too soon. It's not even Christmas yet. I'm so sick of these people. You know and I'm sitting here we're all like looking at her now I'd already just had a situation that we will talk about in a couple of minutes and if you follow me on social media you probably already know what I'm gonna talk about however I tried not to say anything because I'm already pissed they're super hat mad and I'm like I I don't want to get involved I don't need to correct this woman I don't want to go through all this I don't need to do this so I'm just gonna sit here and wait for my drink and make sure that my daughter knows that obviously her behavior is inappropriate So another woman says something to her and she's like yelling at her like, what, what the heck is your problem? And so apparently she's a regular, the woman who came in and is upset and mad. Now, my thought is if you're a regular, meaning you come in often, they've had signs all over the place that said when it was going to be this and it's going to be that. Right now, I don't know her situation. Right. There are plenty of times when. I go to certain Starbucks for certain reasons. For instance, there's one that is about like five minutes from that location that's a drive-through. So if you didn't want to see the Christmas decorations, you could have possibly driven through if you had a car, which I believe she did, to come through, get your drink. So you don't even have to see the decorations, right? Then, you know, there's just other options, right? So for me, I choose this particular one because it's not even five minutes away from my kid's school. And anytime that I have to... Bring one of the kids that direction, meaning like outside of the school time, you know, there's half a day, somebody has an appointment, whatever the case may be, I go to that one. Everybody was already super excited because, again, whether you celebrate Christmas or not, there's just a simple joy that happens around the holiday time, especially around Christmas time, because people begin to be a little nicer. You know, they get a little bit more considerate. Now, let's not act like the world just goes on niceness and we just have a few grinches No, the world is still going to be the world. People are still going to be raggedy. But overall, there's a simple joy that's usually in the atmosphere. So again, just experiencing this woman, have this little mental breakdown over these Christmas decorations was like another level. Now, again, everybody may not be team Christmas. You may not even celebrate it, subscribe to it. I respect all of those things. But just like with everything else that I always talk about, it's always about the spirit and of choice. We all have choices that we can make. We choose if we're going to be happy. We choose if we're going to be upset. And to be upset over something that just doesn't fully affect you just makes no sense, right? And so I talked about it on my social media. I'm like, people are always like, we go to from Halloween and we skip Thanksgiving. Let's stop and let's talk about that. You cannot skip Thanksgiving. The spirit of Thanksgiving is about gratefulness, which you should be grateful every single day. The spirit of Thanksgiving has a lot to do with us coming together with our family, our friends, our loved ones, and having an exchanging of a meal, right? That is the spirit of Thanksgiving. So when Thanksgiving comes, everybody will start prepping their food. They'll start gathering and you'll do all those things. No one has skipped it. There's no Thanksgiving song that we play, you know, for the month before Thanksgiving to kind of prepare ourselves outside of a song that reminds you about being grateful or a gospel song or something mellow. So we need to stop this, this notion that we've skipped it, right? It's not skipped. Dinner will still be prepared. We are still gathering for Thanksgiving, however you're choosing to do so. This notion that we skip Thanksgiving, you know, it sounded good when people say it, but when you really break it down, we haven't. We have it. It's just something that people love to say just to make it sound like something. But the reality is that we have not. Thanksgiving will come. We will still gather around and have whatever portions of food, meat or not meat or whatever you choose to do. Or you may have a taco for Thanksgiving. I probably don't care. But we will sit down and we will have a meal together. So the notion of skipping Thanksgiving does not make real actual sense. Now, the way we, we formulate it, the things that we say, it sounds good on paper. It sounds real cute, but it's not real. So. If you're not into the holiday spirit, there's nothing wrong with that, right? Just like I always say, when things happen, it doesn't apply. If it doesn't apply, let it fly. That is the type of thing that we need to do when it comes to this holiday season. We talked about this about two or three episodes back. The holidays are going to be whatever you choose to make it. If you choose not to make a big deal over whatever it is that you're doing, you don't have to. If you choose to make a big deal, especially as long as you're not incorporating other people who may or may not want to be bothered, It's okay as well. You got to do what's best for you. And I feel like we kind of lost sight of that. Like, do you remember when you were a kid and you wanted to be grown so bad, you couldn't wait so you can do what you wanted to do, how you wanted to do, and couldn't nobody tell you something? Well, guess what? I don't know if you know, but if you're grown and grown is by, and my definition of grown is when you can pay your own way, right? You are taking care of yourself. You are responsible for your choices, good or bad, and you can finance said choices, good or bad. You are now stepping into adulthood. So if you are even teetering into adulthood, right? If you're teetering into adulthood, then go ahead and be an adult and do the things that resonate with you. And then the things that don't leave them alone. The other issue that took place, not my daughter, I said this before, my oldest child is touring for high school. She is starting, not even starting this process. We're almost to the end now, but touring high schools and getting that all together and deciding what she's going to do. And it, It's been a journey. Well, we went to a school, I'm not going to mince words, West Catholic Preparatory School here in Philadelphia. And let me tell you, it was a hot mess. We had an appointment We get to set appointment after me circling the block about five, six times to find a parking, still had to walk a block and a half. I literally power walked, slow jogged it to get there on time. I get to the building where we ring the doorbell, we're waiting for someone to open it. Well, a student opened the door, let me write in, didn't ask me who I was, what my purpose was. And guess what? There was a sign that said, don't open the door to anyone, okay? The administration, are, they're pretty slow. So I get inside, I identify who I am, my purpose for being there. There's another parent there with her child. We're all there for the same purpose. Well, they have no recollection of us being there. They have no idea why we're there. So we show them the email that we received from them, right? We couldn't have hacked their computer system to send us a confirmation email that said, show up today at this time. We show the email, both of us, The person who's on the email hasn't shown up. They don't know where she is. There's a whole lot of things going on, right? So things happen. Mistakes are happening. Somebody dropped the ball. Nobody knows what's going on. Okay, that's one thing. Here comes a woman, comes out of the corners. I don't know who she is, what her purpose is, what her title is, what the deal is. But she is nasty. And I mean nasty. What you want me to do? I don't, and I'm sitting here saying to myself, now think about it. We are potential families that could be coming to the school and you're going off the deep end because What you want me to do? I mean, and I'm just letting her go off. Now, I don't disturb her. I don't stop her. I don't even interject. Just let her have her way. Let her say what she's going to say. Because I always believe if you give a cowboy enough rope, they'll hang themselves. Now, that didn't come from me. My mama told me that. Let people put themselves into a tizzy. Let them speak themselves and, and and talk themselves into some trouble. That's just the way I was raised. And I honestly believe it's the way that it is. So as I allowed her to just continue spilling all her foolery, right? When she got done, I said, what the world are you talking about? So basically, I I politely... Very politely, let her know that first of all, we were potential students or potential families, and that her conversation was completely rude, inconsiderate, and completely wrong. That is not the way that you talk to people in general, and that's not the way you talk to potential families. Now, a gentleman comes and he tries to make the situation better. Now, the way he handled the situation was Hugely different in the way that the woman handled the situation. But he was like, Well, let me take your information so that I can take your information and we can reschedule. I stopped him right in his tracks. Listen, I know that there's a lot of times where we say things and we agree with people on certain things that we know we're not going to do. That we'll make agreements with somebody and we'll say, Oh, yeah, yeah, I'll call you tomorrow. Or, Yeah, 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 we'll get together. Or, Yeah, we'll have dinner sometime. Listen, when you become 40 something years old, I'm 41. You got to stop doing that. Stop making these little niceties and these little conversations that, you know, good and darn well, you're not going to fulfill. You have no desire to fulfill. You're not going to do. I said, listen, thank you for taking my information. But unless you just want to give that information to the person who scheduled us so I can have a conversation with her, that's perfectly fine. But we will not be coming back up here. So you don't need to put us down for rescheduling. Why did I say that? I could have just went along with the niceties of, oh, yeah, you know, well, yeah, we'll come back, blah, blah, blah. I'm not stepping my baby toe up in that school. Not after Susie Swayback was in there acting ridiculous, right? I'm not coming up there. I let her firmly know, not only am I not coming up there, but I have two subsequent children who will start this process at some point. And they, they too are not coming back. Listen, when my daughter was standing there, I let her know, reminded her the whole time as I went off. And when I say went off on this woman, I rightfully went off on this woman. When I was in my 20s, I was a firecracker. I would have been stopped her from talking. I would have been interjected. I would have been said something. I would have been got in her face, cussed her out, did all those things. Um, but I've grown up, right? And then beyond that, I'm a mom. So I always have to make sure that I weigh out the things that I'm saying, especially if I'm saying in front of her, because I always ask myself, how would I want her or my any of my kids to handle the situation? However, when the situation warrants, my kids already are fully aware that when the situation is warranted, they have seen me count backwards. They've seen me do all the things to keep, obviously, my emotional intelligence intact and make sure that I'm not responding off emotion, not going off the deep end, you know, kind of counting up the costs. But at some point, when it is well deserved, I will do what's necessary. And like I told my daughter in front of them, you only get one chance to, you know, you only get one chance to impress somebody that first impression matters and when people show you who they are believe them like I told my daughter you don't have to come back up here out of feeling out of obligation they are the one who dropped the ball so no we will not be coming back up here and you've got to learn in situations though they'll be hard that you've got to learn to cut your ties when it's time to cut your ties listen I don't have time to be nicely nice with these people right I don't have time to say oh yeah we'll come up there no I'm good well I'm not so i let them know we won't be coming up there and not only won't we be coming up there i'm not bringing my two other children i don't care if the administration may change in a couple of years i wasn't impressed i wasn't impressed with the non safety of the school i wasn't impressed with the the lack of understanding of what was going on i wasn't impressed by how people handled the situation so i just wasn't impressed i don't need to see this building the building is dark i don't need to see nothing else I am good. Now I have some very good friends who went to school there, and they were just like, Oh my god, I'm so sorry. Listen, as an alumni, you can't help what these raggedy folks is doing, right? They weren't raggedy when you were there. But if they're raggedy now, you just gotta put your hands up and receive it. So, yes, first impressions matter, and this is why. If you don't know, I am also a blogger, not just a podcaster, but I'm also an influencer and I do a lot of meets and greets. I do a lot of media events. I do a lot of things where I'm around people. And I've been saying this for years. So when you're in media events, right? Or any event, you've been to events, I'm sure, right? And you're talking amongst people and you know, you start hearing things and people start talking about other people. I have always said this, be very cautious of who you are around or have conversations that are private, especially when you're mentioning other people's name when you're not around a bunch of other people. And this is why I say this. I have been at a media event where people don't even recognize who is at that event. For instance, if there's an event that's being hosted and it's for the honor of someone else and you don't know who the person is, maybe you got invited. Like, for instance, this week I was at an art exhibit. The art exhibit was absolutely beautiful. Sometimes the artists, in my opinion, when I've gone to some of these artists events, they kind of like blend in. So you don't really know who is who. Eventually they kind of like reveal themselves, but not all the time. Well, just like at the artist event, the artist is kind of like hanging around and blending in. You'd never know who's around. I've been at events where I've seen influencers, bloggers, media personnel put their foot in their whole mouth saying all kind of derogatory things about people that they know, people that they don't know, etc. And it causes issues because you don't know who's doing what, what's going on. And so, yeah, you've people have been in situations where they've said and done things that has caused a problem a friction that shouldn't have occurred but because people are unaware of other people being around them, things go left. Listen people are always listening and you should always know that from the gate. You should always operate from a position of don't say anything that you're not willing to stand 1000% on It's no different than when people say things from their past, they've said things that are racial and they have racist, not racial racist, and then they're like oh my god, somebody's going to pull that. There's always an opportunity for somebody to pull your words back there's always an opportunity for somebody to put something back in your face about what you've said what you've done and if you don't 100% stand on it if you're not willing to lose your job behind it if you're not willing to lose your livelihood behind it then don't say it don't put it in the atmosphere and I feel like we have to have that reminder I don't know why we have to have that reminder if we've seen nothing else on the internet we know one thing people are going to record people are going to screenshot people are going to do these certain things and so I feel like sometimes we forget that and we live in this sure enough internet world. We live in a world where everything is recorded. Everything is screenshot. Everything is being watched. It's just very baffling to me how we don't stand in that. And we don't walk in the fact that we know that this is going to happen. So just a reminder, if you think that people are not going to record or they are not going to showcase wherever, like go back to the old landmark, they're going to do it. So be prepared. One of the things that I am noticing now that we're going into the holiday season is budgets. I need you to get a budget. Now, why are we talking about budgets after we talked about people being in spaces and saying things that are inappropriate and not realizing people around them? Sometimes we do things because, we, again, we are a flashy type of person. We want to impress certain people. And so we'll spend money that we know we don't have to impress somebody. Listen, the holiday season is around the corner. It's practically here. It's knocking on the door. It's doing all the things you have got to find a way. Listen, as a real adult. And what I say a real adult, because I feel like in stages of adult, you have to go through things, you know, in your twenties or your early, you know, late teens, you struggle with that, you know, identity. You don't really know who you are. You're still finding yourself. And at 30, you start to come into yourself. You start realizing things around the world. You know, you start figuring out who you want to be. You know, you really start to become more of a mellow person, but it's a lot of people that are like 40 years and older that are still struggling with things that they should have mastered by 20. Learning to stop being a people person is a stronghold. It can take a stronghold over your life because you're so used to it. You're so used to being a yes person. You're so used to giving in because you don't want to be the oddball out. You don't want to rock the boat. You want to just kind of like linger in. You want to just settle in. You don't want to have an issue. Listen, one thing that being a people person does, it literally robs you of your own personal peace. Because you know that you're people pleasing. You know that you're giving in to people unnecessarily. You know that. And because you know it, it eats up at you. When you leave where you were, where you should have taken a stand, you didn't take a stand, it's like, I should have said more. I should have defended myself. I wish I would have had the courage to do so. It eats at you because it's designated to do that, right? People pleasing is not a happy time, like you really go through it when you are a people pleaser, right? Always saying yes, always being available. Never like, oh, I'll get back to you, right? Never taking the time to say, I'm not sure if I'm able to, you know, if my capacity is whatever, or simply saying, I don't have the capacity. Listen, as somebody who's always on the scene, it is very imperative. I've been putting blocks on my schedule to say, listen, there is no no non-negotiable days. I am not available for that day. Do I have something to do? Probably not. I just don't want to do anything. I want these days to be on my schedule where I can relax, I can sit with my family, or I could get some rest, or I could edit something, or I could do whatever it is I need to do, or catch up on something that I didn't catch up on. Because being aware of my time is important. But as a people person, I would be like, oh no, every time someone sends me an email, I must respond in 24 minutes, or I have to hurry up and do A, B, and C. And that's really not how it works. You are in control of a lot of things. You are in control of certain ways and in which you move. and so be more mindful of your timing and be more mindful of your spacing, be more mindful of the things that you need to do. And don't always be such in a rush to help and be there for other people and be available. Like if we can learn to master of not always making ourselves available, like there are certain people that I make myself available for because their energy matches my energy. One of my best friends, her um, L her energy matches my energy. If, I make myself available to her is because she's always made herself available to me, right? When I got COVID, I couldn't find um, some COVID tests. She brought them over. She lives an hour away, right? When she just got sick, I was ready to go an hour away to go and drop off medication and things for her. Like that is the type of situation where you make yourself open to, but sometimes we make ourselves open to things, opportunities that aren't really in our favor, right? We do them because we want to appear like we are You know, we're able to go with the flow. We're we're free flowing. We're doing all these different things. In reality, if it's not in your heart to do, it's hard to keep up. Making yourself that available to people will hurt you in the long run. So let's make ourselves less available and find a way to balance. Now, this word balance is tricky. Because in the world of everybody telling you to balance, you realize more and more, the more you try to balance, it's always seeming like it's not in balance. That's because we have to start defining what balance means for us. For me, balance may be doing a lot of things where another person may find that girl, I could do that. That's too much for me. That's too much for you. Balance doesn't mean that we all have to be in one accord on balance. We don't all have to agree on the definition of what balance means for our personal lives. But balance should make you feel good. When you think about the things that you've done for the week, when you feel like, you know, you've given all this energy just to a thing or a person or a place, but you've given nothing back to you. That's not what balance should feel. You should feel good about the things that you're doing at all times. Like you really should. You really should. Do you feel restful? Listen, I feel like I'm never getting as much rest as I need to, but when I really sit and get rest, now listen, let's define rest versus sleep. November is sleep comfort month. You're probably thinking to myself, well, I don't sleep comfortably. Well, you f- probably should really change that. How do you sleep comfortably? One, make a night- nighttime routine. How do you go and put yourself to sleep? Like with children, when you put them to sleep, you you know make them brush your teeth and they you may have a song. They may have a book that they read that's a routine they're used to it they know exactly that that means their body is aware that is signaling to them that it's time for sleep and when you're thinking about getting rest and balancing and all these different things you too have to decide what it is that you're doing that's going to give you that extreme balance for instance there's plenty of times for me where you know washing my face and brushing my teeth and putting on my um, cuticle oil and you know, that signals to me me that it's time to rest. And then I may get in my journal and write in some, you know, messages. And I do those different things. That's signaling myself to sleep. Then I put my sound machine on and I do certain things. That's a nighttime routine. But when you start to get rest, you don't even have to go to sleep to get rest. There's times when I just want to read a book for an hour and that's a restful event for me. Or You know, for me, my husband and I was very particular about the bed that we chose, the mattress that we chose, because it's important. Sometimes we're not getting enough sleep because we're not in the right bed now that could be twofold maybe you're not in the right bed because you in somebody else's bed somebody else's husband or wife's bed and you ain't got no business in there too now that right there is a word for those who didn't catch it because sometimes our rest is also a to the activities and things that we're doing when you are bringing things into your life that you know you're not supposed to be doing and you're constantly doing them and you think that you're going to get a different reward slash you usually don't that's why you're not getting rest like You got to make good choices. And sometimes when we don't make good choices, we can't rest because our mind knows that we're not supposed to be in something. Our body knows we're not supposed to be around this person. We're not supposed to be engaging with these people. We're not supposed to be around. We're not supposed to be giving our money to this cause, but we still do it anyway. Sometimes our lack of rest comes from our lack of choices and the fact that we don't make good choices. When I was in this whole helter skelter moment of my life, I was making bad choice after bad choice after bad choice. You don't get peace when you continuously make bad choices that you in your spirit know is wrong. Now there's a lot of choices that you make that there's people that won't agree with you, right? I've made plenty of those. We're not talking about everybody high-fiving you and amening your, your choice. I'm talking about for yourself, for your own life. Are you making the right choices? Because sometimes our lack of rest comes from our lack of choices. We're up all night because we consider and thinking about, you know, this person that we're supposed to be in a romantic relationship, but every bell has rung in your spirit and told you that this person is right for you. But we stayed because we didn't want the, the discomfort of not having someone, right? I'd rather just deal with it. I'd rather just deal with the fact that they're inconsistent. I'd rather deal with the fact that I know that they're not for me. I'd rather deal with the fact that they don't show up in spaces the way that I want them to show up because I just rather deal with it. I don't want to be alone and I've been alone for so long that somebody has finally come along and I know that they're not for me, but they'll do for now. You can't expect to be able to move into a future with somebody that you know and I know is for you temporarily. You know it that they're not going to make the long run. They're not going to make the cut. But because we just want to have somebody on our arm, we want to have somebody that we can take to the holiday dinner. We want them to be around. Listen, some of your choices are keeping you up at night. I know because I was used to be one of those persons, people that would just sit up there and make these bad choices, couldn't sleep, couldn't get any rest. You're not supposed to get rest and sleep when you're making bad choices because it's the bad choice. It's supposed to wake you up so that you stop the bad choice. But what do we do? Eventually we'll go back to sleep. Well, eventually I'll get some stress. Well, eventually it'll make sense. Well, it makes sense for right now. When you gratify your 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 temporary decisions and you know that they're not right, you cannot expect a long-term reward. You can't expect a husband out of somebody who's basically sharing you with other people. You know, unless you're into that. Unless that's your lifestyle and that's what you're into, you can't expect a long-term reward. Sometimes we get mad because this person hasn't proposed to us. Are they proposal worthy? Like I know that, listen, I'm, I've, am you know, I've been married for 10 years and proposal. My husband did an amazing job with a proposal and I don't know what I thought, you know, I don't know what type of proposal I had in my mind for what I wanted, right? Don't know. But what I do know is this thought process of like, I wonder like, when, okay, let's not talk about my husband because obviously I married him, right? But I was with other people and i would be like, oh, I wonder if our relationship is going to make it for the long run. And I knew good and darn well it wasn't. I knew good and darn well it wasn't. But you tell yourself, I wonder if we're going to make it. You know, maybe we've been dating for a couple of years. I'm sure the natural next step is for us to get married. You know, that man don't take care and pay his bills on time, right? You know, that man will spend money on areas he's not supposed to spend it on. And you watch him do it. You know, you aren't where you're supposed to be. You're not taking care of your the things that you're supposed to take care of. Let me explain something to you. Marriage is a hard work and it's a mirror. And the person that you're with will shine that mirror on you and it will reveal the things that you didn't check and the things that you didn't get done. And everybody wants to run and jump and get married. Listen, I've just go ahead and put on a dress, buy yourself a ring and twirl around in the mirror. Because if you are getting married just for the sake of marriage sake, because it's a good thing to do or because it's the most natural progression or because I ain't getting any older. There's a lot of things that you should be making sure you are right and set on. And... A lot of our choices, the people that we're with, we know are not right. So check your rest and your rest meter and check it against the choices that you're making. Because if you're making some crazy choices, some choices that may not fit your lifestyle, some choices that are kind of just like kind of wavering you in the world, You might want to sit with yourself and really have that conversation if the choices that you're making are the part of the reasons why you can't get rest. Now, there have been plenty of times, no matter if you're making good choices or not, that you just have a lack of sleep, right? You may be doing a lot. You may be running around. You may have a lot on your plate, but there's a difference between, you know, I'm a little sleepy because I've had early mornings, late nights for a week, and now I need to rest or I can't get rest because of my own choices, Ask yourself, am I sleepy or overwhelmed because my schedule is busy and how can I alleviate my schedule to fit where I can have a healthier sleeping pattern? Or am I making choices that don't fit my life and I'm being kept up at night to think about it? And you know what's crazy about it? You know your answer when you think about it. I I, I always... chuckle within myself if you ever listen to the news or not the news but the radio and you have people they write these letters like for like the Steve Harvey morning show and it'd be clear as day right and I feel like the second you have to write a letter or get an opinion I feel like at those moments you know what your answer is you're struggling to pull in the plug on whatever it is nine times out of ten it's because you're struggling to pull the plug and you just need somebody to define that plug pull If there is ever a decision to pull the plug or not to pull the plug, the answer is probably pull the plug on that relationship, on that job, on the experience, on whatever it is. It's probably telling you to pull the plug to stop whatever it is that you're doing. But you know what we want to do? We really want We really want it. Right. We want that person. We sort of want that job. We don't want the headache, but we sort of want that job where we're not willing to do the work to find another one or we're not willing to do the work to make ourselves better. You know, to be single because we don't want to go through that single process again, because single process is hard. Being single is hard. I hate when I hear people say that once they got married, you're like, oh, you know, you just got to wait on the Lord and just got to pray about it. Do you know how many people are still waiting on their mate to show themselves to them, to reveal themselves after they've done dated a couple of frogs and they're frustrated? You, you married people, stop acting like you forgot what that felt like. Because you didn't come out your womb, out of your mama's womb, go to high school and then jump up and get married. Not all of us. No, no, Not even me. At some point you played a single game. You date, you you experience people, you kind of see things that you like, you see things that you don't like, but then you don't really get that person that kind of just really makes you feel like this is a whole person that you really could see your life with. And it's frustrating. I get frustrated just hearing married people act like they forgot what it was like to be single. I don't care if you've been 50 years married, 100 years married, you remember what it's like to really be wanting the life that you now have. And you got to stop giving these single people a hard time and stop acting like you don't get it. Oh, it'll be all right. They don't feel like it's going to be all right. They are struggling because they want companionship. Nobody wants to necessarily go through life alone. The people who do, they, child, when you have to keep talking about how you're so happy you don't have something, it's because you probably want something that you claim you don't want. I've heard so many people talk about dating, want no kids. I came, I'm so grateful I don't have no kids. And then they get upset when they're not having them because you've already spoken that into your life right and so married people forget what it's like to be single and so they look down at their little single friends and I don't say little single friends as me putting them down I'm talking about what some married people do my little single friends how they can't get no mayonnaise and you start analyzing and disrespecting your single friends stop stop it right now you remember what it was like when you didn't have nobody to rub the, your they, your leg on, right? You didn't know you knew. Remember what it was like to sit up there and go on, you know, three dates a week, and it's exhausting to put yourself together, put your clothes on, get the right shade of lipstick, and head on out there just to get out here and realize the person that you thought was something you started to have a real conversation with, him, and you know you can't go no further, right? It's frustrating. It's lonely sometimes. Like even if you're single and satisfied, which means that you're not like doom and gloom because you're, you're single, but you're, you're okay. in your skin, you're figuring out, but you're still wanting that companionship because moments are lonely, right? So married people, stop acting like you don't forget, stop it. Stop looking down on your married friends and stop looking down on them on their choices and stop acting as if you didn't go through the process of what dating looks like. Yeah. You don't have that problem anymore. You're married. But take that energy instead of looking at your single friends and make sure your marriage is sound, right? Make sure that you and your husband are on the same page, like the actual same page. Because I'm telling you, there's some of us, and I just say us because I just want to put it as a general conversation. There are some of us married folks that just love to make it look like everything is glitter and gold when we all know it's not. So make sure you put your energy into your marriage and stop looking down on single people because that personally irks me and I'm not single. It irks me as we forget what it's like to live a single life and the exhaustion that it takes to date yet another person or to put this energy for months or even a couple of years into a person. And then it fails. Oh God, that used to sting. You just knew you had finally found your Prince and it turns out to be a dud. It took him a long time to reveal himself or it took a long time for you to accept the revelation that he actually showed you let me say that one more time because I'm sure that went over some people's heads it took a long time for him to either reveal himself or it took a longer time for you to accept what he had already revealed there were already signs prior to you just ignored every sign Dating is a lot because you, you turn into MacGyver. You got to figure out what the heck is going on. You got to do your research. You got to do background checks. You got to look into people's past. You got to see how that person reacts when they're hangry. Because let me tell you something, when somebody is hungry or when somebody is angry is when you begin to see the realness of them. When they're hangry, you finally get to see who they are. When they're in the traffic and they're like cussing everybody out, you begin to see shades of who they are. When they're dealing with their family, you begin to see shades of who they are. And while you're dating somebody, this is what you're supposed to be doing. Locking in the information, asking yourself, could you deal with this? If you're dating someone right now and you feel like you're ready to get married, I need you to ask yourself one question. If that person never changes at the moment that they are right now, I mean, absolutely never changes. Are you willing to deal with everything that they're presenting to you? And if you can't say yes, and that is not the person that you should be marrying if you can't accept them as they are right now, meaning they never changed, they never brought you flowers, they never dwind and dined you in the way that you wanted to be dwind and dined, please do not marry them. Because you can't force somebody, when you get married, it's not all of a sudden, like, you know, people, some wives act like they just control their husbands every move. For the wives that do that, I need you to tell it back some. Your husband is not happy. Every time you dictate when they can jump and they can smile, when they can be happy. And if they're laughing in a group of people and here you come being extra, stop making your spouse miserable. They talk about it. Trust me, they do. Whether they talk about it with their boys or they're talking about it with somebody else, I promise you they're not happy if this is the type of lifestyle that you're leading. Just dropping all these nuggets for all types of situations because I swear we forget but people reveal who they are. Sometimes we're not willing to accept the revelation that we see because we want it to be something different. You cannot wish for somebody to get on the right path. Our choices will dictate our rest. When you are not having a restful moment, this is not the same as sleep. You can sleep and rest at the same time because your spirit is at peace. And so you go to sleep and your sleep feels so much better when you're at a peaceful or a restful place. But when you cannot rest, when your spirit cannot be still, when you cannot do simple things and just be okay with being in quiet and you can't just sit and allow yourself to read a book and be okay with that because you feel like you always have to be doing something. Now, there's a difference between if you have, you know, an ADHD or something like that. There's a lot of people who cannot physically rest because their body is always in motion. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about in your spirit, on the inside, your whole body feels like you're screaming and hollering out because you can't fully get rest. And oftentimes it has to do with your choices that you've made in your life, who you are choosing to be around. And let's not just take it to a romantic area. You may have friends in your life that you need to really cut out. They are like cancer in your body, right? They are never meaning you good. They're always tearing you down. They never have a kind word. I used to have a friend that would always be so negative, Actually, I have a friend right now who is negative. She is super negative. No matter what you say, if the sky is blue, then all of a sudden it became green. If you say we're going to have candy, she don't eat candy. And why would we eat candy? If you say it's National Coffee Day, she say, oh my God, I don't even drink it. It's draining. It's draining. One more time for the people in the back. It's draining. And so when you have somebody like that in your life, whether they're romantic with you or not, you've got to learn that your decision to be around them may not be the best. And at some point you've got to cut them out. You've got to remove them. You've got to make a choice. You've got to restore your peace. And sometimes to restore your peace means to remove a few folks from out of your life. I had to take a whole break from my, my dad's side of the whole family. This is no shade to him, but because it's not his fault, but I had to make a break. I had to take a break. We had a huge falling out. I had to take a break. I needed that space to get myself together. Now, when this spacing happened, basically it was one of those stubborn moments where I was just like, I don't want to, I don't want to F with them. I don't want to deal with them. I don't want to de- ever talk to them. If I don't see them again, I'm good. Right. In the beginning. Cause you were angry. I was angry. I was upset. But then it turned into, let me see my part that I played into this. That took therapy, right? acknowledging where i made the mistake where i said something wrong now i also feel there's parts of me saying whatever i needed to say some of it was correct right some of it was spot on but some things that they were saying were spot on but when you remove yourself away from certain people you'll be able to see things so much clearly now since then it's been three or four or five years i've come around slowly i haven't come around to everything i don't go to everything I make everything my choice because i realized that I'm grown. So as a grown person, I can pick and choose when I decide to come around or not. Right. But it took me removing myself away from them. And, and to be honest with you, because of therapy, I realized that they weren't really the problem. Like there were some problems, like we're not clearing it, like we're not clearing all of them, but we're saying there were problems, but a lot of it had to do with me focusing on getting my life together. The issues that were coming up were issues that were showing up in other people and places, which means that it wasn't just them on tunnel vision. There were some things I had to do, some things I had to correct. There were some areas of my life that was revealed in this big blow up that I was like, you know, let me take ownership of that. But I didn't take ownership at the beginning. At the beginning, it was it was horrible. But your choices will dictate your rest. And sometimes when you're not getting enough rest, it's because you need to figure out what choices are. If you're running yourself ragging and saying yes to everything, it's because you didn't sit down and think about, did that really benefit you? This past week, I had a situation where I went to an event. It was canceled. Nobody contacted me. No one notified me. I was super livid. Why? Because it was a waste of my time. Because I could have been using that energy and that time for something else. But I had to ask myself. Did you put yourself in that situation? Just kind of think about it because did you really need to go to that event? Like ask yourself, did you make the right decision? Are you making the right decision for you? Sometimes saying no to something is the right decision. And we say yes, because we don't want to say, we want to save face. You can't save face for everything. You can't save face for everybody. And sometimes you're going to have to be honest with the people that you are around. You're going to have to be honest with the person that you look in the mirror every single day. And that is you. So if you can't be honest with you, you ain't. there ain't no way you're going to be honest with nobody else. So as we end this episode, as we end this podcast for this week, think about your rest. Think about your choices. And for everybody else, listen, do what you want to do with this Christmas holiday, whether you choose to dive in or not. Maybe you'll wait till after Thanksgiving and that's when you'll really be in the Christmas spirit. That's between you. But let's not act like the woman at the Starbucks. Okay, let's not go off and remember that we're around other people and that we don't live on an island by ourselves. And so when you're having these adult tantrums, because that's basically what it is, because we would get very much mad at a kid if they pulled the same stunt hollering and screaming somewhere because they didn't like something. I mean, is that not the definition of a tantrum? So just make sure, again, adults control your emotional well-being. A tantrum literally just shows where you're out of control. That's where you are personally out of control and it's completely unnecessary. So find a way to to adjust yourself, find a way to deal with your emotions, good or bad. You know, emotion is not necessarily a bad thing. It's just how you charter them, how you, you know, allow them to be explosive or not you have to find a way to channel that. And I hope that you find a way to channel that in a better, healthier way where it doesn't affect other people, where other people are not in your presence and you're spewing hate and ignorance and rudeness and hatred and just all kinds of things. So I want you to have a good weekend. Um, For me, this weekend is going to consist of very few media events. And Just some one-on-one time with my husband at some point and spending a little bit of time with some family and friends. Always a welcome situation. I absolutely love when those times happen. And I hope for the same for you that you just have such a dynamic weekend. Also, we will be talking about some more internet issues next week because this week has been monopolized by... The drama of you know who, we won't even say their name um, and using their mental health as an excuse to spew hate and ignorant comments. So we're not even going to say their name. You already should already know by now. Um, There's more than life going on. Unfortunately, uh, Takeoff has passed away He's from the Migos and that has been, I believe, the biggest thing that I've seen on my internet. The people that are sharing, and I literally didn't even realize that people were actually sharing his actual like dead body but twitter if you ever go on twitter i'm not telling you to go to twitter to find it what i am telling you is that twitter before elon musk took care took over was a cesspool i mean there's literally no limitations there are no limitations it has everything on there that you can possibly think of and so now you know it's gonna probably going to get far worse but i didn't even realize i was just scrolling and i started seeing about his death and then of course i seen his body and i clicked right off of that because i don't have the energy to sit there and watch somebody's lifeless body um doing anything i believe the same thing happened for pmb uh, rock when he passed people were posting his videos as well The insensitivity that we have to death, the insensitivity that we have to murder, the insensitivity that we have to other people's pains is such an increased moment. And I just hope that we become a little bit better because right now we are trash. (laughs) We are like trash humans. We just like to see the degradation of other people. And that's kind of really a sad thing. So have yourself a good weekend. I honestly pray that your weekend is full of rest and that your weekend is full of like things like calm and understanding and just, you know, all the things that you are more than deserving of so have yourself a great weekend we will be back next week with another episode of conversations with toy i feel like i get towards the end of the episode and now my energy has come up and my code is like what code it's still here nonetheless thank you for rocking out with me you guys have been super supportive i don't know what it's been but since i came back for season seven y'all have been knocking it out the park and i am super appreciative i hope that of anything when you listen to these podcasts. There is something for you. You know, we're going to talk about mental health. You know, we're going to talk about self-care. We're going to talk about accountability. We're going to talk about the things that are happening on these internet streets. But mostly, I hope that something resonated with you where it made you think, it maybe made you laugh. And at the times that it made you cry, I hope that it also comes back and makes you laugh. So have yourself a great weekend. We will be back next week. I'm going to go ahead and have me a hot toddy. So the drink of the week or the drink of the day is a hot toddy. I feel like I've been having hot toddies for the past two weeks, but I cannot shake this these cold symptoms. And again, let me preface, I have tested myself multiple times. My doctor has tested me multiple times. I do not have COVID. You do realize that before COVID, there were other things like sinus pressure infections and colds and all kinds of stuff. We kind of like forgot that those things exist, but they do. And so that is what I am battling, the old fashioned cold, the whole situation where you just drink a lot of hot things. You take care of your body, you get some rest and you let the healing process happen. Have yourself the most amazing week. And we'll be back next week with conversations with toy.